1: Oilers now
0: with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Five seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27
1: seconds left in regulation time. Boston for Montreal three. LaFleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into LeMaire back to LaFleur. If anybody's going to score for the Canadians, then their Gunnar Guy Lafleur takes that drop pass after he had initiated the play. He beats Gilbert with a hard slap shot from the right side, low and on the far side. Guy Lafleur turns his place into a frenzy again. Well, this is going to be heartbreaking for the Boston Bruins. The first two games of the season.
0: And a heartbreaking day today uh, in the hockey world. Guy LaFleur, one of the true legends of the game, uh, passing away at the age of 70 after a battle with lung cancer. This is Oilers now. Bob Stoffer in Ice District at Rogers Place. We got a hell of a game tonight. Edmonton and Colorado. The first two games have been off the charts. Uh, Colorado winning in overtime, and then the Oilers pumping 50 shots on Darcy Kemper a couple weeks ago on a Saturday night and ultimately losing 2-1 in a shootout. Colorado the best team in the Western Conference. The Oilers with 15 wins in the last 20 games. It's going to be a kicker tonight here at Rogers Place. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Buyer lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Yes, Gila Fleur passing away, uh, Gila Fleur and Mike Bossy here over the last couple of weeks. It's been a, a, a sad time. Uh, In the hockey world. And, uh, you know, uh, we're going to have some different perspectives on it, but I'd like to get some of your thoughts and and, and just here's here's what we're going to do here. Like for me, if you've if you've some would say unfortunate uh, that you've had to listen to me over the years, others would say, hey, it's okay. I think, you know, Guy Lafleur was basically my favorite player before the Edmonton Oilers got into the National Hockey League. Like, if I was to think of all of the, you know, like, I like Jerome Ginlot, even though he played for the Flames. I like the Sedin brothers. They were classy guys, uh, you know, with the Vancouver Canucks. But if I was to think of my favorite non-Edmonton Oilers player of all time, Slam dunk. It's Gila Fleur all day. So that's one of the questions I have for you. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The River Cree, 100% restriction-free with daily food specials, spectacular live music uh, each weekend. For more information, head to com. But the best way to jump aboard is on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to com. If you're an Oilers fan, and I'm going to assume the majority of you listening to the show are, and you got a connection to the team, but was there a player on another team that you really liked? Who was your favorite non-Edmonton Oilers players? For some of you, it might be Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh. It might be Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, you know what? If you're like Brendan Escott, and you br- grew up in the province of British Columbia, it might have been Pavel Burry or the Sedin brothers, you know, but again, if you're, if you're I, and I guess this is, you know, it, it, and you can certainly share your thoughts on Guy Lafleur. I mean, for me, uh, at the time in which the Canadians won the four consecutive Stanley Cups from 76 to 79, I was 10 to 13 years of age. So it was right in, like, he was my idol as a kid. I loved him. I loved the Canadians back then. And I loved the Canadians that they took the game away from the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I didn't like how Philadelphia won in 73, 74, and 74, 75. They were bullies. And, they, you know, they believed him in intimidation. And, hey, I got no problem with two men squaring up and honoring each other in a scrap. That's not how Philly often did business. And there is a legendary uh, game, a preseason game played between the Canadians and the Flyers at the spectrum that the Canadians organization specifically, specifically scheduled the last preseason game to start the 75-76 season, and they went into the spectrum after the Flyers had won back-to-back cups, and the Canadians had as deep of organization as there was in the NHL, and they're like, we're not taking any more crap from these guys, and they dressed their twelve or 13th toughest players between their Halifax AHL farm team at that time, and the, uh, and the Montreal Canadiens, and they threw down with the Flyers, and it was never the same after. Of course, we didn't really know that at the time. You know, you you watch the Canadiens play the Flyers in the 76th final, and Guy Lafleur helped lift Montreal to that Stanley Cup championship, the first four in a row. The that, that goal you heard against Boston, that was in the 79 playoffs, and the Bruins were pretty good. Um, They gave the Canadians, uh, you know, a couple tough uh, Stanley Cup championship series and had Montreal on the rope uh, before Lafleur ended up tying it after Don Sherry, the coach of the Bruins, got caught with too many men on the ice. So, look, big star. The guy had style. He had panache, the blonde hair flowing. Uh, He came from a, a different time. You know, players smoked. It was well documented that Gila smoked like two to three packs of cigarettes a day. And in the end, lung cancer played a factor. 70 years of age, sad story. But the guy was a hell of a player. He was a great player. The most dynamic player of the 1970s. I don't think there's any question about it. So I want to hear your thoughts. You can again text us on the Ashley Five Flores text line at 780-496-0063. For me, uh, he returned the emphasis on skill an ability back into the National Hockey League. I mean, what the Flyers did got mimicked everywhere. The New Westminster Bruins with Punch McLean, toughest team in junior hockey, beat the hell out of teams for fun. But the Canadians, they could do that, but they could play. And the guy that was the leader of the band, Guy Lafleur, gone today at age 70. Brendan, uh, you didn't get a chance to see him play. I, I remember the 1981, and I have had uh, and there's there's some guys busy this uh, over the course. There's a lot of events going on now that we're getting back up and running. I have talked to a couple of the Hall of Famers here over the last uh, yeah. three hours or so, and you know, they they think back obviously to that nineteen eighty one upset of the Montreal Canadiens and the legendary story about Richard seventy uh, telling the 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 Montreal media that Gila Fleur would have Wayne Gretzky in his hip pocket. But I can tell you, in the numerous conversations I've had over the years, when Wayne was working for the Oilers Entertainment Group, he absolutely loved Gila Fleur. The respect all those Oilers Hall of Famers had for Gila Fleur was off the charts. But when I say the name Gila Fleur to you, even though you didn't see him play. What do you think? Well, he was my dad's favorite player too, actually. So there I mean, there must have been something to be said for how he wowed children, uh, children rather, around television sets uh, somewhere in the early to mid-1970s, right? Like there was a wow factor to his game. And so uh, I think that for my generation, that's maybe more the relationship that we have. But again, like we talked about yesterday with that sort of iconic picture of Gretzky with the big slap shot coming down the left side, that, that picture of the slow motion uh, Gilbert falling backwards, the goaltender for, for the Bruins on that goal that we played off the top of the show. That's pretty iconic N- NHL imagery as well. We got a lot of business to take care of in the first uh, half hour of the show, but I'm going to bang off some texts right here, right now. This text comes in, Bob. I was born in Toronto. It's uh, from a. Uh, it's got a 403 exchange. Uh, it was Daryl Sittler first, then Gila Flair, then moved to Alberta, so I switched to Gretzky, and now it's Connor McDavid. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Randy and Brooks says Yvonne Cormier was mine, the Roadrunner, and uh, and I'll I'll be frank with you. First, for me, it was David Keon. Then it was the Roadrunner, but it was definitely Guy LaFleur. No question about it. I was Jamie in Calgary that chimed in. Chad says, one word, Guy LaFleur, uh, was smooth. Bob, I'm 47 now, but remember wearing Guy LaFleur pajamas when I was seven years of age. James says... uh, Bob, uh, Guy LaFleur smoked cigarettes between the periods and could still skate like the wind. Favorite non-player ever, though. Not even close for him. It was Bobby Orr. And again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. I mean, the guy guy had it going on. He just – he was – Bob, come on, the most dynamic players in the 1970s has to be Orr by a country mile. Well, the problem is Bobby Orr didn't play in the back half of the 1970s. So if I'd said mid-60s to mid-70s, all day we'd say Bobby Orr. But Bobby did not play in the mid-70s. And Guy Lafleur took over the game in the National Hockey League in the... uh, uh, mid-1970s uh, and, and sort of became the star. Robin Edmonton says, Bob, for me it was Bobby Orr. I grew up in Northwest Territories. He came to my school. I got his autograph and he was in crutches at the time. And we got robbed a, a little bit there. Uh, wow. Brian in Calgary says, Bob, really old school. I like Gila Fleur, but as a kid playing road hockey growing up, Doug Harvey was the man. JR from Calgary, Doug Harvey, wow, you are old. Uh, J.R. in Calgary goes, uh, easily Mario Lemieux back in the day. He was so effortless with his style of play. Loved cheering uh, him wearing a Team Canada jersey. We got robbed of a meeting between Gretzky and Lemieux for cups as hockey fans. Well, that is, there's no question about it. Roland, come on. Roland says, hands down Trevor Linden for his work at Children's Hospital. That one comes to us from Roland. There you go. Um... Bob, this one comes in and says, "My uncle was Gee's twin. He scored ten goals in a game in our local hockey league. He had long blonde hair, uh, going uh, as well, and he wore number ten. So everybody started calling him Gee, 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 Gee. You know what? That that chant, 1981 Canada Cup. I was in the building, fifteen-year-old kid, and we were chanting Gee, Gee, Gee. This text comes in saying John LeClaire is a kid, and now Alexander Ovechkin. Again, who is your favorite?" Non-Oiler player, uh, and and for many, for many of you listening, it, it precedes the Oilers' time in the NHL. But it can be more recent than that. It could be an Alexander Ovechkin or a Sidney Crosby. Dallas for Millett says Dave Keon and Daryl Sittler for me. Uh, well, you're obviously a Maple Leafs fan. Another texter out of Edmonton says, "What about Wendell Clark? That was my guy. It's hard not to like Wendell Clark." It's 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 really hard not to like uh Wendell Clark. Fraz has text us on the Ashley five floors text line and he says I'm around six foot six and two fifty, so I always like the big man, Zdeno Charo. Not beloved figure in Montreal. Twelve seventeen in Edmonton. uh we'll keep going down this path here. Favorite uh oh. I hate when the computer does that. There we go. Uh, this texter is Keith in Red Deer. He says, favorite players were Bobby and Phil Esposito. Mad respect for Guy, but I was a Boston guy before the Oilers joined the NHL. Lonnie, listening in Tabor, Alberta, says Bobby Clark for me. See, I admired Bobby Clark, but I hated the way the Flyers, the Flyers ganged up and bullied teams. I just, uh, and one of the guys they bullied was Boreas Salming and Clint has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and he says, my favorite as a kid was Boreas. Solomon. Dave uh, texting us out of Edmonton says, I like Jerome McGinley as a non-oiler non uh, non-oiter favorite growing up. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Fred says, I'm 55, grew up in Red Deer, uh, and Bobby Orr. They're on the list for me. There's uh, sort of a, a wide sample and everybody's jumping aboard. Jared Throw, totally throwing a curveball at us. Marion Hosa, when he was with the Atlanta Thrashers. Well, Jared, um, there you have it. We'll get, we'll get to some more of these during the course of the show. we got a lot to get to. The Edmonton Oilers taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Mike Smith was in the starters net. We're just waiting for confirmation for who is going to start for the Colorado Avalanche. A good guess for today. Um... Will probably be Darcy Camper, who was brilliant in here a couple of weeks ago. Cactus Jack texts us and says For a kid growing up in the 1970s, pre Oilers, Gila LaFleur just wasn't a great hockey player. He was a TV star. Saturday night on Hockey Night in Canada, in Canada from the form, and of course, the great voice that was Danny Gallivan as well. I mean, you just heard it, just the way he could call the game. So we'll continue down this path and splice some of them in. We will tell you that normally on Fridays, Elliot Friedman joins us. Uh, Elliot's asked to take the week off. Uh, He'll be back at her next week. Elliot's appearances from NHL Hockey and Rogers brought to you by Mid-City Construction Management, providing you with the highest quality and the most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible. Visit mid-city.ca. On today's story, uh, on today's uh, show, uh, Alan May today at twelve thirty-five, uh, an Edmonton area product who's of the same vintage as my yours truly, uh, Mark Spector as well. Spectre and Al May actually played on the same hockey team. Must have been a bad team. Tough year for Al May that year. Sports set Spec for the horses or Horse racing in Alberta. And Montreal, uh, former Montreal current Montreal radio host, Edmonton Sporting Icon, played for both the Oilers and the Canadians, George LaRocque today at one thirty five. Our top story, unfortunately, is the passing of Gila Fleur. Our top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and cooling.
1: I had uh, the good pleasure of working with Larry Robinson for a long time, and uh, Larry shared a bunch of stories, and um, I think in his own way um, behaved similarly to Guy, and um, as I said, that's a loss not only uh, for Montreal Canadiens fans, but for, for the entire hockey world.
0: That is Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. We'll head into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, customer service that makes you feel like a family. Oilers and the abs tonight. And here's Woodcross on the Focus versus Colorado. Measuring stick are the two points.
1: Uh, Two available points uh, in front of us here tonight. That's what I see. And both teams have something to play for. Uh, The Colorado Avalanche are in the president's trophy race, and the Edmonton Oilers are in the race to try and punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's what I see.
0: Um, Yeah, if Edmonton wins tonight, they're in the playoffs. It's that simple. Look, we know they're going to make it. I mean, they're not going to drop all five of their final remaining games this year. Uh, one thing that's going to happen, yes, Poliarvi is out with a non-COVID illness, uh, so he will not play tonight. Ryan McLeod's going to move up into the orders top six. Jay Woodcroft had these comments on McLeod's potential.
1: He brings in numerous attributes to the table. Um, I enjoy... Um, The fact that he brings a level of enthusiasm to each day. Uh, I think he has a youthful energy about him that um, rubs off on on his teammates. Um, And there's a versatility to him that allows him to move up and down the lineup and uh, play in different capacities. So uh, excited for him and his opportunity tonight.
0: And McLeod had these thoughts on finding his NHL footing. Yeah, just over time you kind of get that confidence that you belong and you're know, playing enough games to kind of you can kind of just see that, that uh, yeah you belong here so it's uh, it's been a good uh, journey and I'm uh, looking forward to taking more steps here and again today in the morning skate he was on a line with Leon dry and Zach Hyman the order said McDavid with Kane and Kader Yamamoto uh, we'll give you the full lineup uh, momentarily but uh, Zach Hyman meanwhile uh, the Oilers in the Avalanche night uh, Hyman knows the Oilers are playing a good team and that there's going to need to be a recipe for success.
1: You, you never know the playoffs, but it seems like the road to the Cup is going to run through Colorado. So I think um, for us, the two games that we've played them um, have been really, really competitive games. And I think, you know, they're... It, from a points perspective, the top team in the league, right? They got elite players. They play the right way. They play hard. Um, and they're always a good test. Um, so for us, we've played them. It's actually a good time in the season that we play them. We played all three of our games towards the end of the season when you're trying to ramp up and trying to get ready for the playoffs. So to play a team like that with, uh, I think we have six games left, uh, or five games left, tonight, even five games, um, It's going to be you know, great for us.
0: All right, let's get to the owner's lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax. Excellence, find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today edmonton.ca. So, we mentioned, yes, the pull of your RV is out based on morning skate. Connor McDavid up front with Vander Kane and Connor Yamamoto. McDavid in his career, 11 goals, 24 points, and 15 games against Colorado. He's currently tied for the NHL scoring race lead with Jonathan Huberto. They both have five games left. Uh, Vander Kane with Edmonton, 38 games played, 17 goals, 32 points, plus 21. Leon Settle, meanwhile, based on uh, the morning skate today with the aforementioned Ryan McLeod and Zach Hyman sliding from left wing to the right side. The Oilers had Nugent Hopkins with Fogle and Derek Ryan. Uh, Warren Fogle, three goals last six games. Ryan scored in the last game, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins has 11 goals, 23 points, and 25 games against the Avs. Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece Duncan Keith and Evan Bouchard, Brett Kulak and Tyson Berry. Uh, we'll see if Edmonton goes 11-7. If Paul Yarby comes out, somebody's going to have to go in. Jay Woodcroft did not say who. Um, the most recent guy to come out of the lineup was Derek Broussard. We haven't seen Josh Archibald uh, for a while. Of course, he can only play in Canada. Mike Smith was in the starters net. In his last 10 starts, he's 9-0 and 1-1.70 goals against Savage. 9.48 save percentage. Edmonton's 9-1 and 1 in their last 11. They have a plus 32 goal differential. It's greater than that under Jay Woodcroft, who's gone 22-8 and 3. Uh, just, just FYI, Dave Tippett was relieved of his duties at 23-18 and three. If Woodcroft wins tonight, he's 23-8 and three, which would be a significant improvement. Oh, and the orders were getting the playoffs. Edmonton's opponent the Colorado Avalanche. They're good. They're real good. Uh, we're waiting to hear on uh, Miko Ratnan, who missed the last game with an illness. Landis Cogs out with a lower body issue. Devin Tays not on the trip as well. Uh, Ryan Murray uh, not available. He's uh, suffered a wrist injury. Uh, abs, we'll go based on their last game. This is a team with 10 UFAs, 6 UFA forwards. They do have Nazem Kadri back, Burakovsky and Nachushkin also in the top 6. So They're going to lose at least one of those guys in the offseason. Uh, they picked up Man on the back end. He's a UFA. Darcy camper has been terrific for them in goal. The Avs 8-2 in their last 10. The Oilers 9-1-1 in their last 11. McKinnon up front with Lekkonen and Natchushkin. Uh, McKinnon 97-99 and 93 points. Nazem Kattery was with Burakovsky and Comper in the last game. They had Nico Stern with Ben Myers, signed out of the University of Minnesota, and Alex Newhook. And then Helm was with Cogliano and Logan O'Connor. That was in the last game. Um... Again, not quite sure on uh, the status of a guy like Eric Johnson, but Boehm Byram is paired right now with McCarr with Devin Tays out. Kale McCarr, 27 goals, 84 points, 73 games, plus 48. He's special. Samuel Girard with Josh Manson, and they had McDermott and uh, Jack Johnson together. We'll see if those guys both play tonight. We do expect Darcy Kemper to start in goal. 36-10-3, a 2.43 goals against Average, 9.24 save percentage. The numbers for Colorado, well, overall, they're 55-16-6. They're third in the league in goals for six in goals against fifth in the league in the power play, fourth in shots for and third in save percentage. There you have it. Got as much in there as I could. Hope you could keep score. 12-29 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update. We will get to more of your thoughts on your favorite non-Oilers player of all time uh, on the day in which Guy LaFleur passes away. Alan May, Washington Capitals' longtime broadcast voice. A guy that grew up here at Edmonton will join us when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.